0: No purchase necessary.
3: Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Log Talk Radio. ready? It's
4: time for the Get Ready Show!
1: Best in pro wrestling talk, and that's the bottom line. The cut stone <laughs> This right here is the future of wrestling.
2: And it begins
5: now.
4: Heck of a show tonight. Thank you for tuning in. The Ken Reedy Show, the best in Pro Wrestling Talk. We want to hear from you. Be sure to call us tonight. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. Check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash the Ken Reedy Show. Get on there right now. We want to know what your nod of approval is for this week in the world of wrestling. You can follow us on Twitter. At the Ken Reedy Show. And as always, the website, thekenreydyshow.com. Before we get right into it, I want to thank everybody. Last night, part of a killer show, NWA on Fire Live in Parsippany, New Jersey. All the competitors brought it. It's a great show. Thank you to all the fans that were there. It was great meeting some of you guys. So good time last night there. And uh, i got to thank everyone. Got a lot of well wishes over the course of the week. I'm going to be honest with everyone out there. I barely remember the second hour of last week's show, so I started off the show last week, said I was fighting an illness, and uh, it turns out like my fever was spiking as the show went on, so uh, yeah, by the end of last week's show, I had a 102 fever and uh, was sick for most of the week, still on the men, but show must go on. Not taking a break here. I am here right now because this is what I look forward to each and every week to get on the line and talk pro wrestling with you. And before we get into this, because we are fully, it is right off the bat, you know, we are in WrestleMania season, but I have to actually I'm I'm pulling a Sue Simmons here. Uh through through um an an editing error uh on me TV. On Friday night, uh, yours truly uh, uttered a word that may be offensive to some. And uh, put it, look, I dropped the F-bomb on national TV. Okay, there you have it. So if anyone was offended, saw the show, I apologize. I should not, I should know. Whenever the camera's rolling, I should just keep my mouth shut. Uh, That clip was not supposed to make it to air, but it did. But I apologize if you heard it, saw it, and was offended by my language, so try to keep it clean from now on, Uh, never thought, you know, it came, I bet it came from years of just making fun of Sue Simmons and loving that clip that eventually was going to come back to bite me, karma's a bitch, so I apologize for that making it to TV, Um, but let's get right into the pro wrestling talk as always. My tag team partner, Dave, is on the line. Dave, how are you this evening?
6: Well, I,
7: I fortunately, I'm doing a lot better than you are, apparently, uh, with uh, being sick and then uh, dropping the F-bombs. But uh, I promise tonight I will keep my mouth clean. There will be no curse words coming from me, because I've been known to uh, spew a few four-letter words in my day. So I'm just looking forward. Road to WrestleMania season. Our shows get, you know, more exciting as uh, the weeks go on. So... I'm looking forward to it. Let's do it.
4: Yeah, it's it's a pretty amazing time, and right now, you know, tonight is a TNA pay-per-view night. We're going to get into uh, going over what's going on in TNA Genesis. Uh, a lot of big news coming out of TNA. We're going to get to that a little later, because being a wrestling fan, like, this is it. This is, you know, we just ended Christmas season. Now it's almost like you know, it's, it's the Christmas season now for, for wrestlers, and it's, it's really the wrestling fans, and it's It started off with a bang, and and first off, um, we'd like to, Dave and I would like to congratulate uh, Mick Foley on being the first inductee into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame WrestleMania weekend. Uh, Excited about that, and when you guys call in, 347-838-9815 is the number to call. You call in with stuff you want to talk about. We want to hear from you. We want to hear all our opinions, but one thing we really want to hear from you who do you think should induct Mick Foley into the Hall of Fame? Who do you want to see induct Mick Foley into the Hall of Fame? So when you call, want a name from you. want to know who you want inducting Mick Foley into the Hall of Fame this year. Uh, we're supposed to have this name revealed on Monday Night Raw. New York Post broke the story. So kind of spoiled during the week. But, you know, such is the way of the world of professional wrestling. Dave, uh Deserve it of being inducted into the Hall of Fame?
7: Absolutely. I mean, the guy, you know, the, the guy we've, we've, you know, coined the phrase many times, bleeds the wrestling business. He literally, figuratively, did that over the course of his career. Um, he was, a, he was. A, how I look at Mick Foley? I mean, I always liked him as Cactus Jack in his early days in WCW. I was not too, you know, thrilled when he when they made him into Mankind, but. um in the WWE, particularly, we you know we talk about guys in the Attitude Era, and a guy and a name that gets not a name that gets overlooked a lot is Mick Foley. I mean, Mick Foley when Steve Austin was out with his neck injury in uh, the end of 1999, Foley basically helped carry that ship along with Triple H and The Rock, and he was basically you know part of. Probably the top storyline in, in 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 wrestling at that time with with Triple H when he reformed into Cactus Shack. he really he really kept things together. Um, then he eventually made his way out and he retired for the first time um, and uh, you know he wasn't a full time wrestler anymore. But he's, he's I mean he's putting over so many guys. I mean he's made, he's had so many memorable moments and matches and and he's just you know. Uh, uh, he's a big fan of the wrestling business himself. I mean, the story of when he hitchhiked to Madison Square Garden to to watch Jimmy Snuka wrestle Don Morocco inside of a steel cage, and now it just all comes full circle that he's going to be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in the very same building he witnessed that match. It's just it, it, it's really like a, a like a like a fairy tale come coming to life. For for him, and I'm very happy for him. As a wrestling fan, I'm looking forward to being there watching him get inducted. And you know, I'll go over who I think should induct him later. But um, overall, very deserving of uh, of of this Hall of Fame induction.
4: I think so too. And in an industry where you know, um, you know, I don't want to say your career is defined, but you know, being a wrestling fan, a lot of our fandom is is defined by moments. By by just moments, and there are certain moments that are just etched in your brain as as a fan, and you know him going off the top of the cage at Hell in a Cell is just one of those moments. I mean, you talk about great moments. In, in the world of wrestling, I mean, you're you're talking about that snooker match and snooker going off the top of the cage. Uh, you're talking about Hogan slamming Andre. And you know what? You're talking about Mick Foley going off the top of the cage at Hell in a Cell. Uh, it's just one of those moments that will live forever in wrestling. Um, a guy who is, uh, you know, a tremendous competitor and, like you said, bled the business, Uh Regardless of what you thought of, About Mick Foley and his ability And, and he's been criticized as being uh, You know, just just an overrated stuntman But, you know, this is an Entertainment venue this is, uh, And, you know, when you Watched a Mick Foley match 90% of the time, you were going to be Very entertained uh, Throughout that match uh, A guy who would leave it all out there um, You know, for the fans and, and how could you fault a guy Who's going to do all that Uh, Just for the fans So uh, very deserved of being the Hall of Fame And again, I'm excited that I'm going to be there Uh, You know, tickets have gone on sale for the Hall of Fame And we've talked a a number of times One of the things about WrestleMania weekend uh, I would get the travel package each and every year Just to go to the Hall of Fame Uh, You know, the Hall of Fame Just being there live is such a great night And uh, to be there live for Mick Foley Is just going to be a really cool night So I think he's deserved of it But we want to hear from you let us know who you think should should induct him maybe maybe Jimmy Snuka should induct him that would that's a name that uh would be interesting, but give us a call. let us know who you should who should induct Mick Foley into the Hall of fame and you know w w e man they start off I mean you're here, it's New Year's, and we talked, and we were very critical here on this show that the holiday editions uh t v editions of the w w e left a lot to be desired, but the new year hits. And they are off and running, clearly, wholeheartedly, smack dab, there you are, slap you in the face, WrestleMania season. Uh, let's start off, Dave, you know, we, there's so much to talk about. And let, let's try and break it down. First off, great newcomer, Ryback, on the rise, definitely over with the crowd, over with just about everybody except Mike Ferrara. Uh <laughs>
7: I don't think anybody's over with Mike Farrar
4: except for Magic. Like <laughs> oh, we are, so I mean, I got we're we're a step ahead of Ryback as far as Mike Farrar goes. So that's a good thing for us. Um, okay. But we have the the tables, ladders and chairs match finally for the WWE title. Um, you know, for for my money, predictable ending, but I I thought it was a good match, and I thought everything happened the way way it should. Your thoughts? I
7: I agree. Um, I think there's time for Ryback to, uh, to, uh, to uh, you know have a have a solid run. This is this is this is prepping for you know the, the, for eventually the time when the time comes that they want to make him the guy. Uh, and uh, I think this is you know just practice for him and you know hoping that he can handle it and being in a high profile position like he's in, um, like he's been in for a few months now. I think he's handled it pretty well. Um, as far as where he goes after this, uh, there's a lot of different possibilities we can discuss as to where he goes for this, but he's going to be a relevant, relevant character on television. Um, He'll have a, he'll have a a good role at WrestleMania or at least a, a, uh, you know, yeah, probably a good role at WrestleMania. I could, you know, I can't see him doing, you know, anything, uh, you know, small or meaningless. Um, So, uh, I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Where do you think he's going to go?
4: I mean it's interesting with him and there you know, there's a lot of stuff I, I saw, you know you know, you see stuff online and let, you know, they should have done something different. They would have loved to have seen Ryback go over on punk, uh, give him the WWE title. Um I I think it's perfect. Now now I, I think Ryback is one of those guys that they didn't account for him. To put it to put it bluntly, I I tend to think that the WWE did not realize how quickly he would get over. And they've done a really good job with him. But if you hand him the WWE title now, the only place for this guy to go is down. You know, it just, it, it, it would have been, granted, it would have been a meteoric rise. It would have been a great moment. I'm not going to say. But that, you know, we talk a lot on the show about short-term and long-term, giving you a slow burn on things. And, you know, wrestling, it's it's 52 weeks a year, you know, 52 weeks a year of live programming, two shows, more than two shows now. You know, Ryback is a guy that, to me, they have earmarked to be a, a big-time star in the future. You don't want to set this guy up for, for a fall. So I think now this was good. Pull him out of the WWE title picture for a little bit. Let him go and maybe have a non title rivalry with someone else going forward. Um, You know, Dave, you had talked about on this show that, you know, uh, uh, Ryback having a WrestleMania moment against Big Show. Perhaps they set up a program there. You know, Big Show doesn't have the, the world title anymore. They keep the belt off him, non title matchup between two monsters. And it's one of those few matchups for a guy like Ryback that he's wrestling a guy who's actually bigger than him. I think that works for him. The match was good. It was predictable. I, I don't think if you're a wrestling fan who's watched this for years like we have, I, I don't think anyone was shocked that the Shield came down and interfered in this match. I think everyone saw that coming. But the match was brutal. It was entertaining. Um, the the two of them performed well. I think we're we're seeing as, as time goes on that uh Ryback is a little more than a one trick pony. Um, you know, he could wrestle for some time. There's 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 some talent there and uh you know, he's definitely a larger than life type figure. And you know, you wanna save a guy like that for the long haul. You don't want to give him the title just yet. I mean just imagine right now. Keep him away from the WWE title. And then what if he finally, you know, if he's still over and you keep building him and building him and building him, and then he wins the title, say it say at SummerSlam or something, it's gonna be just that much bigger. So I, I I think it was good. I you know, I did think it was one of the things they had to be really careful of was making Ryback look weak, so to speak, um as far as having another loss to CM Punk. Um you know again predictable ending but you know it's it's three guys come in so essentially it's it's 4 on 1 uh i don't know i i don't think ryback really looks any weaker right now uh you know it's it's not the best case scenario but i think it was one of those things creatively that ryback's popularity almost painted them into a corner and what can we do to you know keep the title off him but kind of keep him looking strong and that that was, you know, best case scenario had the shield come down again. And, you know, predictable ending, but I thought the match was was good. I mean, your thoughts on the ending? I yeah, I mean, there were there were points in the match itself,
7: um, especially in the ending where um the timing was the timing seemed a little off, but you knew something was coming. Like he was so close to the belt at one point and like I like the idea of, like, the lights being off. Like, you haven't seen that in a while, you know? Like, it, Undertaker does it, but, like, other guys have done it before where they shut the lights off, they come back on, and somebody's knocked out or, you know, then a the shield pop up. I, I thought it was a pretty cool way to introduce the shield into that match instead of them just running in because that's all they seem to be doing is just running in. Um, but, um you know, even when he like put Punk through the table, like there were some moments in that match. Yeah, we knew what was going to happen, but there were just glitches in that match. At least in my opinion, as a fan, not being a, not being a Mark and not being somebody who basically studies this, you know, the, the the business itself. But as a fan, I watched it and I was like, wait a minute, are they going to try and pull one over on the internet audience and maybe have Ryback win the title? I mean, he was so close to grabbing it. Um, but overall, I just thought it was a good match. And I liked how they timed it out, too. Like, if, 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 if you read online, apparently, like, they weren't sure where they wanted to put that match because they got lucky that the BCS Championship Bowl game was a blowout. So they did it right at halftime. So they probably caught – I haven't looked at the ratings yet, but they probably caught, like, people who were channel-serving are like, oh, well, this game sucks. No, nerd game's getting blown out by, you know – Alabama. Let me go see what else on TV and then boom. You got the WWE title match on. Like right at the start of the third hour. That's something that they've lacked in terms of with these three hour raws. Is that trying to find something to hook them into that third hour, to start the third hour. They normally have something that will get you to watch at the end of the third hour, but some people are so damn tired they don't want to stay up that late. So they had something that hooked you to get into that first the first few minutes of the third hour, which I thought was a smart, strategic move. If they planned that, or if it just happened to be by luck, because the BCS bowl game was a blowout. But overall, I saw it was a good match, good segment, predictable, yes, but it doesn't leave you. It, it, it still leaves you interested in so what you're going to do not only with Ryback, but what you're going to do with the Shield as well. And and you know, Punk goes on to Rock, but now you got these other two, uh, you know, components in the Shield and and uh, and Ryback where you got to figure out something for them because the people are still attached to both of them in some form or fashion, and you need to give them something to keep that attention. Otherwise, the interest is going to be lost. So I think Ryback, his attention, that the, the people's attention they're going to get from him, is probably going to be he's going to enter the Royal Rumble, and somehow it's going to turn into a confrontation with Big Show. uh maybe even not making it into the Royal Rumble. Somehow he comes down to the ring. Big Show's already been eliminated. They kind of cross paths in the alley. In the aisle way. Big Show turns around, WMD, knock him out cold. He's taken out of the match. And then it gives Ryback an excuse to maybe get put in the elimination chamber. And then you have more stuff with him and Big Show, eventually leading to April 7th at WrestleMania, not for the title. So I think that's, I think that's kind of the path where they're going to go with uh, with him. The Shield, I don't know. But overall, it was it was it was
4: okay in my opinion. It was good. Yeah, I thought it was good. And let, let's go like as as we, we go and we we try to, you know, see where everything's going. I mean obviously you have that match and then uh, a beaten and bloodied C M Punk back out to the ring to cut us another pipe bomb. Uh another tremendous promo uh from C M Punk and, and it's great when he's just allowed to let loose uh we have it on good authority that there was no script to that promo. Nobody, uh, I should say nobody, but most people in the back did not know what he was going to say. And uh, tremendous promo coming out there, uh, you know, really some some significant heel work, uh, insulting guys like uh, Brodus Clay and, and uh, creative, and, and primarily going after the crowd. And, and every time the crowd would start chanting something, he would kind of say, see... Look you're doing it again um, I, I thought it was a, a tremendous promo And it was it was a great promo Because the way he structured it And the way he did it It led right into The Rock coming down And saying don't you ever Say the people don't matter The people And coming from the people's champion So uh, tremendous work Done by CM Punk As well as The Rock when he came down Um you know, up for debate, and, and, you know, I don't think it was better than his first pipe bomb, maybe I have to go back and look at that first pipe bomb, but it was right there, um, I thought the rock was good, rock was not at his best, uh, could not, had trouble remembering that, uh, it's a pipe that Popeye has, uh, you know, <laughs> up there, uh, you know, was, the rock's like, you know, the thing, the toot toot, uh, uh, yeah, it was a pipe, uh, and, uh, you know, as much as the fans, you know, they'll chant whatever The Rock tells them to chant. Uh, I I wasn't that enthused by the whole Cookie Puss uh, thing. Um, but it was still good. He's The Rock. He's entertaining. Uh, he cut a good promo. Uh, I love the fact that The Rock uh, pointed out that, uh, you know, when he used the Popeye reference, it was like you look like Popeye on crack in reference to uh, him being straight edge. Because I've always, like, I look at him and I'm like, this guy looks like. He's drinking till dawn and waking up in a gutter somewhere, but he's straight-edged. So, uh, you know, I thought that was funny. The Rock pointed that out. So you had two guys going back and forth uh, on the mic, two guys who are very good on the mic, and it's fun for the internet wrestling community because, look, you can say who you want, and, and I know for... Internet wrestling fans, I know CM Punk is kind of their darling, and it's fun to say, well, CM Punk won that exchange. Uh I don't know. And that's what's great about it. You you could tell you could tell me The Rock won that exchange. You can tell me that CM Punk won that exchange. I don't know. Fifty fifty split. Both of them held their own. Both of them were entertaining. One was clearly the face, one was clearly the heel. Very entertaining TV and it got you really pumped to see these two guys finally get in the ring at the Royal Rumble. Your thoughts?
7: Yeah, um aside from, you know, him not figuring out, you know, that it was a pipe that goes in Popeye's mouth and then the the the, the cookie puss, I think he I think he didn't know what he was going to say and he just you know, that was the first thing that came out of his mouth with the cookie puss reference. Uh, the intensity was there um, all you know, his points were delivered well. The, the back and forth stuff between him and Punk it set up the match nicely at the Royal Rumble. I, I just hope that you know he's got a that he's got a better plan as to you know what he's going to say you know next week. I mean, he's going to do a rock concert, so it's probably going to be a lot of insults towards um, towards CM Punk. But I like the segment. I, I I like Punk really held his own. In that in terms of uh you know I mean I've seen a lot of guys get in there with the rock and they try and go you know uh word for word with him um cutting the promo back and forth, and sometimes there's guys that just can't hang or they get nervous and they lose their they, they 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 lose their focus and you know punk didn't do that at all and uh you know that's a testament to the performer that he is um and and his mic skills and I thought it was i thought it was really well done other than the you know him fishing and trying too hard to find you know comedic lines. Um, overall, it was a it was a damn good segment, and uh, it, it it got me it got me even more interested in the the, the eventual match that's going to take place on the 27th at the Royal Rumble.
4: And it's amazing. I mean, you know, every year I look forward to the Royal Rumble, and I, I do think that it's most. The most consistently good pay-per-view The WWE puts out Because of the Rumble match We're not even talking about that I mean we're pumped For this match To see these two finally get in the ring For The Rock to finally Go after the WWE title Uh, It's amazing enough But the Royal Rumble match Is secondary And that should be Very entertaining So you're talking about Already as, as we creep into 2013, as as the the, the vomit is barely cleaned off the barroom floors, we're talking about a potential pay-per-view of the year candidate when you're looking at what this match is going to entail. This match promises to be great. It promised to have great TV leading up to this match. Um, I just think this match, you have two guys who know how to perform, who know and this is one of the things two guys who know the the importance the uh the the, the nature of of this event the the uh I mean, I'm looking for a word and I just can't find the word that that really explains it but just the 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 level that this match is supposed to be at the 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 drama involved here and I think these two guys are really going to just just blow the doors off once they finally get their hands on, on each other uh you know, and we're just, you know, we're going to have a, a few more Raws with these two uh, going at each other. Obviously, you know, The, the Rock, as far as storyline goes, and again, we can debate uh, till the cows come home, uh, you know, who got the better end. The Rock won this battle, so to speak, because it ended with a rock bottom. So, in that instance, The Rock wins this one. So, I'm sure down the road we're going to have Punk is going to win uh, some exchange. Um, as far as CM Punk's promo, you know, we talked a little bit beforehand. Your thoughts on Punk's promo in comparison to his first, quote, pipe bomb?
7: Um, I mean, the first, quote, pipe bomb, it was good, but it was, it was to me, it looked like it was designed to get people's attention and, you know, I mean, say, you know, saying things that are just kind of like, you know, like I said, get people attention, get people talking. Like, you know, he mentioned Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar were names that had never been mentioned on TV before then, you know, and then, uh, you know, talking about, um, you know, the, the, the idiot son, doofus son-in-law and, you know, he called, I think he called John Laurinaitis a douchebag at one point, excuse my language. That's not a curse word, is
4: it? No, you're good with douchebag.
7: Yeah, all right, cool. All right, call him a douchebag. I'll say that again. Um, <laughs> and, uh. That was more or less like just for like shock value, at least how I look at it. It was still good. Don't get me wrong, it was still good. I will disagree with Dave LaGreca saying that was like one of the top ten promos of all time. I, I, I do not agree with that. But however, I will say that this one that just that took place on Monday before the rock came out. It was very well thought out. Here was there was there was reasons behind it and it made people think more in terms of CM Punk as a character and a person and it just it just got to me it got this viewer thinking more or less than um uh, than, than the actual shock value. You know, that like it like, like you said earlier, he mentioned, you know, oh, you people, you know, there you go again. You're chanting it. You know, you 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 know you think I'm pandering to you by saying, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a real, like, thick heel move for him to do that, you know? And, and just overall just calling them losers and everything else. Like, the whole thing was just set up so well. Um, and it just fits with his character because, like, he's synonymous with Pipe Bomb. You know what I mean? That's, like, that, that's his thing now. It's been his thing since, you know, since that night in July, but, I just thought it was much better and much more thought out. Like he wasn't—he was calm, he was collected, he kept his cool. Like before, he was pissed off, yelling, and and you know, basically really airing his grievances out. Um, that uh, that first time around, but this time it seemed a lot more, um, like I said, thought out and organized, so to speak.
4: Yeah, it was definitely good, and and you know, it's funny because it's not like you know my mind's eye and i haven't i haven't listened to the, the original pipe bomb in a while like i i think of that being better but it's split in hairs i'm not you know i'm not going to debate with anybody you know which one was better i, I think it, it boils down really to a matter of opinion cuz were both great um you know as far as ranking them in history uh you know i don't know i'd have to go back and look at uh you know some promos you know i mean it's it's hard for anyone for me to to beat hard times so uh you know but uh still like two uh two tremendous promos and you're splitting hairs trying to rank one over the other uh you know both were great, but I hear what you're saying like that was this one was uh definitely very well paced and uh definitely had a point to it it was you know it was almost like he was going out there on Monday night and Almost like the theme of the promo was I'm a freaking heel, would you just boo me? You know, it was it was really to just... The, the last spattering of, of applause That continued to follow him As he's grown this heel character It was almost like he was going out of his way To really squash those applause And to really just Put himself out there as... You know, just a bad, bad, egotistical, self-centered, sanctimonious, self-righteous SOB. And there's nothing likable about me. You know, and that, that was to make this match, which again, you know, the drama here with these two, uh, to make this match very black and white. Uh, the Rock is the, the returning hero, the face. You know, he's, he's the guy. He's the good guy. He's the man in the white hat. And CM Punk firmly putting himself in a position to be the guy in the black cat, to be the villain, to be the the evil that has to be vanquished by our, our hero. It just it was it was just something that was really, really well done uh between the two of them. And Monday Night Raw was one of those things that uh you know, it was a show that uh there were some good moments, there were some Bad moments, uh, but definitely ended really strong with the uh, Ryback Punk match and the promos between uh, Rock and CM Punk. So, uh, very excited moving into this WrestleMania season. And let's, you know, why don't we go out to the phone calls? Because we actually have a full bank of calls. 347-838-9815 is the number to call. Again, that number is 347-838-9815. And let's go... We should start off with our friend Tony. So let's hear Tony. Are you there?
5: Yep. How are you guys doing?
4: Doing all right. How are you?
5: I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Hey, Dave, you're With us this week? Yeah, I'm here. Yep. No, I have no work conflict this week.
7: No yeah. Work. No. No. No work conflict. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm back on board
5: awesome, so yeah, I listening to what you' saying yeah, um, I agree, you know the punk uh, rock uh, um at the end, I mean, I wasn't really looking at it. all you know, so it's like you know who got the better of who I was just you know watching and I'm just like this is you know th- this is great stuff here you know I just thought that um you know for the you know, for the first row of the of the of the year I, I actually thought most of the show except for the start was was really good. You know, I thought that they really put put on a good show. You know, I let, you know Punk and um Ryback you TLC. I you know, yeah, the finish was predictable, but you know, I mean, you know, predictable isn't always bad. You know, it's like you know having the Shield come in and lay him out or whatever happened. You know, I mean, I know, I knew seeing Punk was going to win, but even like you like you are saying, you know, it's like if they do put the belt on Ryback, it is kind of like okay, the guy the guy gets the belt. Where do you go from there? If they you know, if etcetera, you know, if they ever do put the title on him.
4: Huh. Right, I mean, yep. I think it just has to develop a little more. You bring up a good point. I mean, the show started off, um, you know, which was a shame. I mean, you know, look, I I thought it was a good match between Cena and Ziggler, so a good match to start off, but, man, the exchange between the two of them to start off the, the show was, was really bad, Um Borderline yeah. embarrassing, and, you
5: know, you know, I I just thought, oh my god, this is how, and I thought, oh my god, the first show, the first Raw of 2013, and this is going to be really painful. But <laughs> thankfully, that didn't happen.
4: I agree with you, man, because we we you know we we don't hate on John Cena here, but I just I I didn't think he was very good uh, promo wise. But the match was good. Uh, the only way criticism I would have with Monday Night Raw is I. You know, I get it. And, and people say, you know, some old-time wrestling fans, they love to say, you know, they, they need to bring back jobbers. Uh, you know, like we grew up with, with guys who were, quote, jobbers. We have jobbers. We have 3MB. Okay? There yeah. there are jobbers uh, that that are on, you know, maybe their character's a little more developed than they were years ago. Tensai. Um, Tensai's Ten a jobber. Zack Ryder, even Santino. Yeah,
7: they got yeah. jobbers. All right. <laughs> but
4: I mean, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, man, in the middle of Raw, like, there was way, way too much 3MB. You want to throw them in a match, you know, once a show and, and have someone get beat quick, you know, in a squash or, you know, whatever. I mean, they're obnoxious. They're annoying. I get it. But there was too much of 3MB in the middle of Monday Night Raw. It just, uh, you know, and those guys get going. I, You know, and it's not like a, a heel hate. It's a, my God, I really want to Change the channel, kind of hatred.
1: Yes,
5: yeah, which is it's not. Yeah, it's like it's that kind of heat. It's the get these guys off, get these guys off the off the TV uh, kind of heat.
4: What are your thoughts, uh, uh, Tony, on uh, who should induct uh, Mick Foley into the Hall of Fame?
5: Um, I'm thinking maybe Terry Funk should, or maybe The Rock.
4: If you had to pick one, you're in charge. Who who are you picking?
5: May I probably I don't know I would say probably Terry Funk since I don't know, well, I mean The Rock's going to be probably headlining WrestleMania or whatever but you know I I I you know since Terry Funk and Mick Foley of you know like been friends for years or whatever you know and um, I I don't know I I think Funk will give will give a good and uh, you know induction speech. Or you know whatever. I mean, I mean don't get me wrong. I think Rockwood too. But you know, I don't know. I I think maybe you know it's like having Terry Funk or maybe even I don't know if they'll have Jim Ross induct him, But you know, but having having someone who's like you know been around, like a good good deal of his career, you would be uh, would
4: be good. Yeah. I I think that's uh, that's a perfect. I mean, Terry Funk works for me. I, I would not be upset with Terry Funk. No me either. I think it would be really good. Tony, yeah, well, always I, a pleasure. Thanks for uh, giving us a call and. Guys out there, remember Tony is our guest blogger each and every week. He he blogs on uh, Impact, Raw, and SmackDown. Go to the com and check out Tony's blogs. Tony, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you next week.
5: Yeah, absolutely.
4: Cool. Take it easy, man. Easy. And we have a full bank of calls, so we're going to stick with the phones right now. Uh, let's see. Where do we want to go? Well, go here so We have a call from Connecticut. Caller, are you there?
8: Hey, Ken, how's it going?
4: Good, how are you? Who is this?
8: This is Colin, uh, Colin from Connecticut.
4: Hey, Colin, how you doing, man?
8: Good, how's it going, guys? I'm enjoying the show a lot. I I love listening to you guys.
4: Thanks a lot, appreciate it. What do you got for us this week?
8: I wanted to chime in on the punk promo, and, you know, I thought it was good. Um, I thought he did a great job of getting the point he wanted, like you said, of becoming that heel. You know, a lot of people who are, you know, smart fans will cheer him anyway, just to kind of be ironic, but... I think the problem where it fell short a little bit for me is that it, the word pipe bomb, that's kind of like an organic thing. And the way it was like set up backstage that he was going to go give a pipe bomb. I don't think that's how you do that. You know, you want, you want it to kind of be a shock value when you're sitting there and you're watching it and you know, it's coming, you're like, okay, he's going to come out here and, and quote unquote shoot on something. And that kind of, that kind of took away the the fact of the pipe bomb a little bit for me too. And the other thing what kind of made it a little phony was that whole commercial break in the middle of it, where it was obvious that it was so set up. That writer that came on, or whoever, the time guy came on this on the ring, and they kind of wanted to get it like, oh, well, this isn't supposed to be happening. When really it just came across as phony to me, and uh, you know that's not really what you get from Punk. It's usually an organic, like oh, we don't we don't know what he's gonna say. But when you throw that like written into there, like oh, well, we're gonna need a commercial break. It just kind of takes away like the the zing factor to it. I don't know if you agree with. It's
4: at all. And that's a good point. It didn't take away a lot for me, but it did because it it did seem uh, contrived. Like when when he jumped up on the apron, I'm like alright, that, that's not for real. Like it, it almost would have been better if they just cut to commercial in the middle of his in, in the middle of his promo. Just so you, that made you wonder. Like did they cut? Right, him exactly. Off? Like supposed to, I'm have
8: supposed to be like almost on, like a renegade on his own. I don't care if there's commercial breaks. Cut the mic on me cut away from me, but you're going to come, like, you know what I mean? It's like, when it's written in like that, it just kind of, I was like, oh, really, you know? Um, But I thought, um, I thought it was a good show, despite the horrible, horrible, it's almost like a a football analogy, analogy. it's like, you're down 21 points already after that, that Cena promo, but thankfully, because of that football game was on that night, I think a lot of viewers did come back and started watching it, and it ended up being pretty good, despite the 3MB and everything, and. Um, My question going forward is, uh, obviously, I think at this point we all can kind of say that The Shield is working for, for Punk. It just has not been revealed yet. I think they're waiting for the right time. So I want to throw out there the idea of maybe The Shield costing The Rock the title at the Rumble in some shape or form, and that kind of leading to The Rock fighting The Shield at WrestleMania instead of maybe the title match that we all think he's going to be in. Um, And I'll I'll kind of compare last year when Cena was fighting Kane all the way up until around the Rumble time. And I think that's what he's doing now with Ziggler is to hold him over. And what I'm kind of seeing is maybe The Rock being so upset that he did not get that title from Punk that he wants the shield at WrestleMania. And the only guy who he's earned his respect in the last year is John Cena, the way he wrestles and fights and he wants to tag with John Cena to take on the Shield of WrestleMania, leaving Punk to maybe go after Taker. What do you think about that?
4: Well, that's an interesting take. And, and Colin, thank you for the call. Uh, wow, well, you know, I, again, I tend to think when it comes to WrestleMania uh, that they go with the obvious and, you know, what we think will probably happen and what we're all going to see, uh, Rock versus Cena, uh, That being said, um, it's an interesting take on things, uh, you know, for for the Rock to come out and say, you know, one thing I do know about you, John Cena, is that I can trust you and you're a straightforward kind of guy. It would be, I don't think, I I don't think that's going to happen, but would I be outraged? I think it would be an interesting take if they went in that direction. I just don't think it's the direction they're going to go in. Your thoughts, Dave? Yeah,
7: I mean that's that that's a that's a pretty I mean that's a cool idea. Um it it would help, you know, put the shield over in terms of uh you know, um credibility towards the, with the audience and being in the you know, the same ring as John Cena and the Rock. However, on a stage like that at WrestleMania, you wanna put three basically, you know I mean they're not rook I mean I heard Roman Reigns you know, he's a, he's pretty much a rookie, but you know, Seth Rollins and Ambrose, they've been, you know, they've, they've been, you know, tra- doing the indie scene for a while. They're, they're basically rookies to like a grander scale, like WrestleMania. You want to put those three guys in the ring with two guys like John T and the rock, it would make John T and the rock look bad. If things were to go bad. And then of course the blame would go on, not the veterans, but the rookies. Um, so I don't think that they, they they want to take that chance. So I think it would be a cool idea if they did, like, a three-on-two handicap match and playing off of Cena and Rock from last year. Now this year they're teaming. Yeah, I think it would be a cool idea. I just don't think that's where the company would go. Um, and I wouldn't be outraged either. But I do see the, um, Rock and Cena locking it up at some point.
4: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I, again, it's it's an interesting idea. but uh, And it's cool. Like, you know, it's it's one of those things that, it's WrestleMania and that's a thing that kind of sticks with me that uh you know, I don't think they would do that for WrestleMania. I think they're you know, again, those are the obvious uh matches. Um if there was enough, if it wasn't WrestleMania season and the Rock has to be back and uh we were going into some, you know, other pay per view, uh, you know, Night of Champions, uh T L C Extreme Rules, something like that. Yeah, I think that sets up nicely for uh you know, Rock, to say, hey, you know, you're the only guy I trust here, and though we haven't seen eye-to-eye, eye, we need to take care of the shield. Uh, it's just a tough sell that I that they would do that for WrestleMania. We're going to stick with the phones right now. We're going to go out. We got Mr. Trivia on the line. Mr. Trivia, are you there?
3: Yeah, hey, how you doing, guys?
4: Doing all right. How are you?
3: Good. Hey, Dave, welcome back. Uh, I called the show last week, and uh, you were tied up. I didn't get a chance to talk to you, so welcome back this evening. Well, no, thank you very much. Uh, Ken, a couple of points I'd like to touch on with you. First of all, my pick, well, what I'd like to see induct McFoley into the Hall of Fame is Ken Reedy, but I don't think that's going to happen. But, I've, I've um, made my
4: name known that I'm available for the night, but I haven't gotten a call yet.
3: Well, I think that would be a good <laughs> idea. But uh, like that caller said, I think it's either going to be Rock or Terry Funk, you know, one hardcore legend to another, which would be... Uh, which would be real good, and rock, you know, with them being Rock and Sock Connection and all. Um, and, yeah, the um, the rock and punk thing at the end of the show, Monday night, I mean, that was, that was just fabulous. That was, I tell you, the last couple of Monday Night Raws I've seen have been, like, to me, they've really been up there. I mean, like I said, they they got to try and find stuff to fill the three-hour time slot with, and, you know they're they're stepping it up a little bit now. With WrestleMania season coming up, like you said. You know they want to get all this uh, all this uh, stuff going on with the matches. And you know I wasn't. I kind of figured the uh, you know it was going to have an ending like that to the Ryback match. But the guy was the guy that called before. I think it was Tony or it was either you or Tony mentioned something about how how it was predictable. How you knew CM Punk was going to win. Um. Possibly, yeah, but would it make it kind of sound a little um, backwards if was the Alberto Del Rio Big Show match predictable? Did anybody know Alberto Del Rio was going to win? And you made a good point that now it's a good time for Dolph Ziggler to cash in his money in the bank with Del Rio. Um, You know, how would you... uh, how would you play that up? Would you play that up as him cashing it in at the Royal Rumble? Would you or WrestleMania? How would you like to see that play out?
4: Um, I think it opens itself up to a lot of options. I do think that Del Rio is going to be the guy that he cashes in on. Um, I, I, you know, it's tough with a guy like Big Show to, uh, you know, for anybody to beat him uh, and make it believable. Uh, you know, a guy like Ziggler uh, cashing in. You know, it's tough a guy, Ziggler's size, to make it believable to to beat a guy like Big Show. So, um, I'm glad. I'm glad that Del Rio has the belt now. Uh, I loved their match. Um, was not Oh, their made, match was awesome. Yeah, as much as it was a spoiler, so it was predictable when uh, SmackDown uh, <laughs> uh, eventually came on. Uh, you know, I didn't see it coming when uh, WWE.com... Uh, reported that Del Rio won the world title It uh, was something that I didn't see coming So, uh, you know, I think it's good I think uh, I, I It wouldn't surprise me at all If we see something uh, With Ziggler over the next uh, Month or so where You know, maybe have a rematch uh, With Del Rio and Big Show And uh, Del Rio retains But Big Show is Pissed at the end And, and winds up hitting Del Rio with A uh, Weapon of mass destruction after the match is over. Um, You know, when he's unconscious and Ziggler comes down, I could see a scenario like that. I could see something at the uh, elimination chamber, perhaps, where whoever comes out of that with the belt uh, is so spent, and then Ziggler comes down. I'm figuring something like that. I I think we'll see Ziggler with the world title before WrestleMania. Uh, I think that's where we're going to see him cash in. What do you think, Dave? Um
7: As much as I'd like to see that, um, you know, I made mention of this in our pre-show meeting, I think with a lot of everything that's going on around WrestleMania season, especially at WrestleMania, um, I don't think we'll see Ziggler cash in at WrestleMania. Um, It could be Elimination Chamber or it could be after um, WrestleMania. Um from what I've been hearing I've been hearing that they want to do Randy Orton and Sheamus as one of their top 4 matches for WrestleMania which leads a lot of people to believe that that would be um for the World Heavyweight Championship. Excuse me so that one of them will get the World Heavyweight title at some point from Del Rio. Um an idea that I thought of earlier this week is to um to to keep Ziegler um and his character relevant with this Money in the Bank, is if they brought the Money in the Bank ladder match back to WrestleMania and that Ziggler qualified for that match so that now he's got the possibility of getting another briefcase while he's still currently holding one, which would make for an interesting story. And that let's say, just for instance, if they opened up that... that, uh, with that match at WrestleMania and Ziggler lost, um, then you figure, okay, well he'll probably ca you, you know, he lost the latter match, you know, he, he might not cash in or if they were to give him a second briefcase, now he's got a choice of which title he wants to cash in on. So I thought of that as an idea, something that they could possibly do with him. Um but one way or another, I'm thinking I'm thinking either Elimination Chamber or after WrestleMania is when he's going to cash in the money in the bank contract.
3: Uh, all right, cool. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, two, other, uh, two quick things, and then I'll go, guys. First of all, Ken, congratulations on your 49ers victory.
4: <laughs> Thanks. And, um,
3: and, Dave, you had said that you were going to come up with um, a couple of, um, I don't want to say ideas or just a couple of predictions on who do you think might be um, inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame as well. Um are there very many tag teams in the WWE Hall of Fame now because I was thinking, you know, maybe we might see the Dudley Boys inducted or Harlem Heat. Somebody had mentioned something about the Nasty Boys and then I looked and said, "Why would you induct the Nasty Boys in the Hall of Fame?" I mean, well, I always thought that the, I always thought that the Hall of Fame was for um people who had storied careers and who had actually done something in wrestling. Hadn't the Nasty Boys only one, weren't they only one time tag team champions?
7: Um, well, I mean, we could also go back to the Coco beware factor. <laughs> uh, yeah. Exactly. Oko beware didn't do anything um other than carry a bird around and he was he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. And of course, you know, we could all argue about the celebrities that have gotten inducted in the celebrity wing, but that's just a publicity stunt to get the company attention. That's how that's what they do, um when it comes to the celebrities. Um uh, Nasty Boys names I've heard, I don't see I don't really see uh any reason why, but then again, like I said, Coco be winner. I mean I can just keep going back to that. Um they they won the t I think they won the WWE Tag Team titles once and they were WCW tag team champions a little while. Harlem Heat would be a good um would be a good a uh, a choice to go into the Hall of Fame. They're like ten or eleven time tag team champions or something along those lines. Um, you know, Booker T had a had a great career. Stevie Ray even in Harlem Heat had a great career. Um, together as a tag team, they were a very successful team. I could see them going in. Um I've heard I mean, we've heard of talks about Bruno San Martino for the past several months that they are really trying hard to get him in to the Hall of Fame, but he wants nothing to do with it. Um especially if Vince McMahon is is, is still running the WWE. So, um I mean, there's there's a lot of different names that have come up, and especially people in the New York area. I've heard Sable's name get dropped, to, you know, to be in the Hall of Fame. You just never know. It's 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 it, it comes down to like who's available and who wants to do it, and you know, for 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 how much money, because it's obviously those guys are getting paid just to appear there. So it's. Um, it's really all about timing when it comes to the Hall of Fame. And geographically, too. You know, like I said with Mick Foley earlier, it comes full circle in Madison Square Garden. So, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. I think Kevin Nash will definitely go in this year, though. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, I
3: also just really... I just saw that uh, Trent Baretta was recently released by the WWE.
4: and yeah, um yeah, I'm not going to lose any sleep. Yeah, I
3: know. And I also... Um, Found out from an independent wrestling friend of mine. I don't know where I've been the last two years, and how I could have missed it. But I didn't even realize that uh, Mike Shaw passed away. Norman the Lunatic.
4: Uh, I didn't hear that either.
3: Yeah, I, was, he, uh, I had the. Um, I was on the the phone and on the computer the other day with one of my uh, independent wrestling friends, Rex Lethal. And he had asked me, he said, did you know Mike Shaw passed away? And I looked at I said, well, who's Mike Shaw? And he said, Google it. And I Googled it, and it said that he passed away September 11th, 2010, 53 years old. He had a heart attack. He wrestled under the name of Norman the Lunatic and Bastion Booger. And it was like, wow, where have I been the last two years? How could I have missed that?
4: That's a shame. Well, well you know, I mean, best wishes, I guess, to uh his family are a little late on, on the upkeep there, but uh yeah, I do yeah, right. me too. I obviously remember Bastion Booker. But uh as always, Miss Trivia, thanks a lot for the phone call and we'll uh we'll get to you next week. All right,
3: guys, we'll hear from we we'll talk to you again next week. Have a great night.
4: Take it All easy, Bye-bye. Right, bye. And we got a full bank of calls, so I am asking you please stay on the line. We're gonna to get to you ASAP. Uh but right now we have uh, two thousand twelve Ken Reedy Show Award winner, best unsigned talent in the business uh, is on the line. Steve, off. Oh, Steve, are you there? Ken, I'm here. How you doing? Doing all right. How are you? Um, so, if you uh, competed last night, uh, how you feeling?
9: <clears throat> uh, I'm a
10: little banged up. I mean, I had a really, really tough, uh, good but tough match with uh, former Ring of Honor star Alex Payne. Uh, you know, I've always wanted to have a match against that kid because he's really a well, kid. He's probably about my age, but you know, always wanted to have a match with that guy. He's so damn talented and. You know unfortunately, came up on losing end this time. you can't win win them all um German suplex into a brainbuster combination. I think that'd probably put anybody away, but next time, definitely coming back with lights off and a victory.
4: agreed, yeah, it's good stuff, good stuff. Uh, were you happy with their performance last night?
10: Yeah, I mean, you know there's always room for improvement, but I thought you know on the scale of one to five, four and a half.
4: Yeah, definitely. I definitely. I thought it was a great uh, event all around. I thought everyone brought it. It was good stuff. Uh, but you were lucky enough, uh, as of uh, recently, uh, to get a tryout at TNA's uh, Gut Check. Why don't you give us a little understanding of what exactly uh, the experience is like going through Gut Check and uh, what what it specifically was like for you?
10: Yeah, anytime you can work for one of the bigger companies, even in like a small role, like a seminar or doing security and you know being an extra on TV, it's just a like- a great experience. I mean, there's no words that can sum it up. Uh, This specific one, the gut check, we did a uh, couple drills, promos in the ring, exhibition matches, and there was a lot of talent there. It wasn't quite the same uh, talent field we had at Ring of Honor. Those were 30 guys at Ring of Honor that were excellent. Uh, There were a few guys that, you know, are good on the independents but probably shouldn't have been there and not turn disrespect anyone or crap on anyone's dream, but there were a few guys who just, let's just say, need work. But there were a few guys, myself included, I think, that are ready or close to it. A good uh, five or six guys that I would not be shocked to see on Impact in the future.
4: Very cool. Uh, what do you, what do you, Are you going to? Are you looking forward to the pay-per-view tonight?
10: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just got in from uh, Outback and left Bob Arian there. He's getting hit on by this 90-year-old woman at the bar. It was hysterical, but, you
4: know. Yeah, what are you happy really to to, to see that. What are you looking forward to most in the pay-per-view tonight?
10: And two matches really stand out to me. I'm really looking forward to, the obviously, the main event, the World Title Three-Way. Um, going with Austin Aries on this one, Ring of Honor alumni. Maybe I'm a little biased because of that. But I think Austin Aries up for the belt tonight. And the X Division match, that this whole, like, rebranding of the X Division, if you will, is just really intriguing to me. Rob Van Dam, you know, going after the X Division belt as a former multi-time world champion. I think that's, you know, it does a lot for that championship. It brings it up. A great deal. And I think tonight, you know, whether it be Christian York or Kenny King, and I don't know if that one's a toss up, but I think whoever wins is definitely taking the championship tonight because those guys are hungry. And you know, not that Van Damme's not, but, you know, he's been to the top of the mountain before. These guys, you know, except for very briefly, have not tasted much success on the big time. And I think whoever gets the win in that qualifying match is going to win the ExtraVision Division championship tonight.
4: If you were assigned to TNA, do you think that's where you'd uh, slot yourself in when you see yourself as an X division competitor?
10: No, I'd see myself as the X division champion, but, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I would love to compete and challenge myself to be in that division. You know, I'm used to going against guys bigger than me and, you know, making them tap out or beating them up somehow, you know, in another way. But, yeah, I think being in the X division is the ideal spot, at least to start out in.
4: Cool, I definitely see you in the X-Division. Switching gears a little bit, we've been talking a lot tonight. You know, we're in WrestleMania season, and we're talking about Mick Foley getting inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, Who would you like to see uh, induct Mick Foley?
10: Man, let me just say, Mick Foley, one of the nicest guys I've ever met. He's the first pro wrestler I ever met. Got a lot of respect for the guy. Glad he's finally getting his spot in the Hall of Fame. Um, As far as who can induct him, I would say either The Rock or Terry Funk. Because those are the two guys he's, you know, professionally and personally most associated with. Or The Undertaker, but I don't think with his dark side of whatever dead man, game, you know, yeah, I don't think he's going to be able to pull that off. But I would say Undertaker or Terry
4: Funk. Yeah, it seems like those are the names that are being thrown around. Uh, Terry Funk and Rock are getting the, the most uh, spoken about tonight on the show. Before we let you go, uh, where can we see Steve off uh, in the upcoming weeks?
10: Yeah, I'm taking a week or two off just because, you know, my body's really pretty beat up. I've been going 10 years nonstop. But i got a couple shows coming up in February and March. I'll be announcing the dates shortly once they're confirmed with NWA on fire and BWO. Possibly NWA Dog, too. They're going to get back to me on if they're running before April, May. Um, Facebook.com slash Off, Twitter at Off and check either one of them. I'll be announcing show dates once I have them.
4: Very cool, Steve. Thanks a lot for giving us a call. We'll talk to you real soon. Awesome, man. Thank you. All right. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Well, that's cool. That'd be awesome, man, if if Steve wound up getting signed by TNA, doing the gut check. 2012 best unsigned talent on The Ken Reedy Show. Good for him, man. Definitely uh, trying to make some noise in this business. Yeah, no,
7: absolutely. Uh, Steve's, you know, one of the hardest working guys I know, and, uh, you know, I'm in his corner. I I hope. Big things for him in 2013, like I said on uh, the award show the other night.
4: And and deserve it, taking some time off. I mean, it's amazing. Like some of the, you know, I mean, we talk a lot about, you know, the WWE and their schedule. And granted, it is crazy. Um, But the WWE has their trainers and, and, you know, stuff. And they go back to a, you know, nice locker room. And, you know, they're getting paid, obviously, a little bit more. Uh, You know, some of these indie guys, you know steve off included i mean it's each and every weekend it's uh you know you never know what kind of ring you're going to be in or what the condition is uh you know it's 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 just a hard hitting lifestyle and you know when you see these guys going and we've had a lot of indie guys on here we've you know we've had steve we've had uh tristan law has been on uh you know these guys they go in week in and week out and just their body takes a beating and uh you know sometimes you just got to take some time off so uh Enjoy your time off, but I'm sure, you know, we've talked to Steve enough times that he's probably going to get antsy uh, with his time off, and uh, he'll be getting back in the ring uh, real, real soon. But uh, callers, you know, thank you so much tonight supporting uh, our show. We have uh, a tremendous bank of calls, so we're going to get right back to you on the other side of the update. But right now, it is time for the Day 5 News Report.
7: Thank you very much, Ken. This is the Day 5 News Report, only heard on the Ken Reedy Show, only on blogtalkradio.com. And surprisingly enough, I'm allowed to do this news report because of Mike Ferrara. A pop story this week is the potential signing of independent wrestling star El Generico to the WWE. Although Generico's signing is not 100% confirmed, sources say he has pulled out of numerous independent dates and is undergoing the required physicals upon entering the WWE. At last night's Pro Wrestling Guerrilla Show, Generico teamed with Ring of Honor star Kevin Steen in a tag team tournament and lost to former TNA tag team The Young Bucks in the finals. After the match, Steen and Generico both embraced in the ring and got very emotional, which led to the entire locker room coming out and enjoy or excuse me joining in on the apparent going away party for Generico. No word on yet if Generico is going to report to developmental NXT or right to the main roster in WWE. With the announcement earlier of Mick Foley. Heading into the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2013, a few new names have been mentioned to join Foley in Madison Square Garden this year. Those names include Kevin Nash, Bob Backlund, Mr. T, and Trish Stratus have all been discussed. But the most talked about name that came up this week and is strongly considered to go into the Hall of Fame is the late Bam Bam Bigelow. Bigelow, an Asbury Park, New Jersey native, headlined WrestleMania 11 from my hometown of Hartford, Connecticut, against former New York Giants linebacker Lawrence Taylor. And rumors circulate that Vince McMahon is strongly considering inducting the Beast from the East. In our third story this week, WWE NXT developmental trainer Bill DeMott, formerly known as Hugh Morris, was released this week from his contract. DeMott, who took the job in June of last year replacing Dr. Tom Pritchard, has reportedly been replaced by newly acquired NXT trainer, Badass Billy Gunn. Many sources believe that DeMott would not be in this position for long and would be let go once Triple H got more control of the NXT territory. Speaking of releases, according to Pro Wrestling Syndicate, the WWE released Trent Beretta, on Friday. As news came of this, the promotion then announced Beretta will face TNA X division star Sanjay Dutt on one of their two shows during Wrestlemania weekend. And in our final story this week, the, the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, sent out a press release noting that Brian Wilcott won the NWA North American Championship from Carson on Thursday evening at NWA Houston's Next Level 2013 event. Wilcott becomes the 39th North American Champion since Greg the Hammer Valentine was awarded the title in October of 1994. And you just heard him, one of the stars of the gun show. Check him out, Steve Off, along with Bob Arian and El Rapundo Genioso. I'm assuming right now the cameras are rolling at Outback as Bob Arian and this 90-year-old woman are sipping back on some Mai Tais and a uh, and a, a Bloomin' Onion. Check him out, YouTube slash Steve Off, The Gun Show. And there you have it. That was the Dave 5 News Report, brought to you by me, Dave Rosenbluth. only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show. Ken, let's kick this second hour into high gear, brother.
4: Sounds good. And, you know, we have some breaking news here. Uh, our friends over at CTWE Pro Wrestling in Connecticut, um, they actually have signed Trent Beretta uh, Saturday, May 4th, at their event in Bethany, Connecticut, Brickomania 5. So uh, Trent Beretta hitting the ground running, uh, getting some jobs out there after being uh, released. So, uh, you know, and they're saying there will be some more releases to come. So, uh you know, it's unfortunate. That's the way the WWE goes. They have these, these mass uh, releases. But uh, Trent Barretta out of a job. What can you do? But let's go back out to the phones, shall we? Let's go right here. Uh, Justin, are you there? Hi, Ken. Hey, Justin, how are you? Good. So are you excited about Mick Foley getting inducted into the Hall of Fame? Yes, I am. Who are who do you think should induct McFoley? Um
6: that'd be Edge.
4: You love Edge. You are you are a tried and true Edgehead. But you know, I mean, that's an interesting take. I mean, Edge would definitely be he would give a good induction speech and they had their uh uh violent WrestleMania match uh you know, through the, the flaming uh table. So uh you know, Edge would definitely be a candidate. First time, Justin. First time we've heard Edge over the course of the show. So, candidates to induct Mick Foley. We have Edge, The Rock, and Terry Funk have come up as as names. i would induct you, Ken, Hall of Famer. You'd induct, you'd induct me? Yep. Man, that's that's the nicest thing you could say, man. I'd love to go into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. You, What'd you think of The Rock this week on Raw?
6: Well he's well he's a he's a, he's okay.
4: He was just who is better, him or CM Punk?
6: I think it's the Rock.
4: You thought The Rock was better? Yeah. Anything you'd like to ask Dave?
8: Well Ben, you're a wonderful talk show host and Dave, he should be arrested for one day.
7: Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What what would my wrestling name be if uh if I was a wrestler one day? I'll let you decide.
8: You should be um CM Punk. that
4: <laughs> 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 name's been taken, but then, what about if if it was Dave versus CM Punk?
8: Yeah, he'll he'll win the WWE title. You think David right. wins? He'll win the
4: WWE title. This is awesome. Like I love this. Every week Justin just makes us feel good about ourselves, and and you you come on the show, and we're gonna let you go in a minute. But as you leave, I'm getting inducted into the hall of fame, and Dave is winning the WWE title. Like, you know, it just it just it's a feel good moment each and every week when you call in, and and I thank you, Justin, for bringing that to us every week. You're welcome. <laughs> we're gonna let you go. i will talk to you next week. All right, Ken. You're funny. Thanks a lot, Justin. Thanks for supporting and calling us. We'll talk to you later. Don't worry about it. Talk to you soon, man. All right, Ken. Take care, brother. I love when he calls. He just he he just brightens up the 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 whole the whole show. He just brightens up our day. Uh, And he's pretty
7: confident about what he's got to say too. So that's that's a guy that you know stands by his word. So if I'm going to win the WWE title, you better believe it because Justin just said so.
4: Exactly. You know, it's it's interesting because not not a name that's come up that you know he said that, but uh, Edge would be an interesting candidate to to induct McFoley. Edge would.
7: I mean, he he was, you know, he had that WrestleMania match, but you know, if you go back and you look, you know, with the history with uh with Edge and McFoley when Edge and Christian were like in the height of their tag team run as champions. They have a lot of interactions with Mick Foley when Mick Foley was the commissioner of a lot. Of, you know, I, mean, I don't know if you remember, but there were like weeks on end where like Edge and Christian like came up with like excuse after excuse as to why they couldn't defend the titles. I think I remember one week they told Foley that they had genital warts and they couldn't they couldn't defend <laughs> the, they couldn't defend the title. I'm serious. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. And it was just. It, it, the inter- it was some of the most entertaining stuff between the three of them. Um, so Edge is a, a pretty cool name. I would not be upset if Edge were to induct McFoley into the Hall of Fame.
4: And you got to be pretty confident a guy always been uh, you know decent on the mic. He would definitely put together a good induction speech. We're going to stick with the calls. We had a call from Jersey caller. Are you what? there? What? Hello. Hello.
6: Hello. Hi. Uh, I heard my name, Senor, on the radio. Oh, it's El Rotundo Genioso. Yes, how you doing, Senor?
4: It was doing all right, El Rotundo. How are you?
6: I'm doing good. Ah, uh, I just walked out of Outback because uh, Senor Barbarian was making out with some old woman. <laughs> uh, so I didn't want to get in trouble, and I kept my mouth shut, and I just left. So now I'm walking home, and I'm trying to get back to Senor Steve Wolf.
7: So who who who
6: paid the cab? Ah, uh, oh. I knew I forgot something. <laughs> oh, well. That's, I'll leave it to Bob Berry to pay. <laughs> but I, I heard my name on the radio and I had to call and say hi. What?
4: Was was the woman at least good looking?
6: Uh, she, she looked like Betty White on <laughs> if that I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't even know who that is. <laughs>
0: I you know we
6: we're all over each other and it was gross and I ate my chicken and I left. What'd
4: you have to
6: eat? I ate I ate chicken. I had was, I had a piece of chicken and it was delicious. It was good? Oh yeah, it was very good.
4: What'd, you, very have to drink? what'd you have to drink?
6: Um Oh I, I don't think I can say it. <laughs> I had water.
4: Well, El Rotundo. Yes, that's Um, me. Now, your thoughts. We're talking a lot about the WWE Hall of Fame. Who do you think should induct Mick Foley this year?
6: Oh, I think Terry Funk would be a good option.
4: Well, there you go. He is the leading vote-getter, I think, this evening. Uh, El Rotundo, thanks a lot for the phone call. You know, safe home on, on, uh, you know, your walk through the streets of of New Jersey. And uh, we may never see Bob Arion again. (laughs) Thanks for the phone call.
6: I'll I'll do my best. Thank you for the uh, kind words, senor. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye.
7: I think Bob Arian's going to do security detail at the nursing home after he marries this old (laughs) (laughs) broad.
4: Let's stick with that. I don't even know where to go. We're just going to go back out to the phones. Uh, We got another call from Connecticut. Cole, are you there? Yes, sir. How you doing? Doing all right. Who is this? This is
1: James Millwild.
4: Hey James, how you doing, man?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good.
4: So, what are your thoughts on uh, the world of, of wrestling?
1: Uh, uh, that's my thought. It's been, it's been stale. Super stale.
4: Stale. What'd you What'd you think of Monday Night though, with The Rock and CM Punk at the end?
1: Punk was better and and he was better on the mic but i for the first time in punk's title reign i understand Vince's point of view in terms of superstar because in that conf- in that confrontation between punk and rock punk did not look like a superstar He looked like a disgruntled fan arguing with a superstar. But if you look back at July, if you look back at the 1000th episode when Punk had the slick back hair, Punk looked like a star. I don't know if it's it's the buzz cut or blood on the t-shirt. I don't know what it was, but Punk just didn't look like a star. But as far as The Rock, yeah, out had it right. It was a lame-ass stick, Tired, lame, like cookie puss. Like, he's the only guy, Miz said it best, he's the only guy who can say something so lame and it can stick
4: yeah I mean you're right I was you know I thought the promo was entertaining but I, I didn't like the cookie puss either, and he can just throw whatever he wants to i mean he's it's almost like he's reached that status where whatever he throws out, the audience is just gonna jump on and and chant yeah. back uh I agree with you uh to a certain extent, and maybe it's even just the rock is ginormous now I mean I don't know what what he's taken or how he's working out, but he's huge and yeah. He really, it's it's just he's he's a man around boys, and yeah. you're right. The two of them in the ring, as, as great as Punk was, I hear what you're saying. Uh, you know, it, if you didn't know anything about wrestling, and you flipped it on, you'd be like, all right, yeah, th- that guy, the, the the bald enormous guy with the bull tattoo, yeah, that guy's definitely a wrestler. But who mm-hmm. the hell is that that other guy uh, standing there? So. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Uh, what do you think, Dave, about that comparison? I mean,
7: I don't know. I, I, look, I look, you're, you're talking about looks, right? You know, in terms of, like, you know, how how they – how. I mean, I don't On know. On
3: Monday,
9: yeah. Yeah, I mean,
7: to me, like, I, I there's certain guys that, you know, have to look like a superstar and, yeah. you know, have to have that certain look and, you know – about them to, to 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 be at that level, but like to me, like Punk Punk kind of stands out on his own and is different, and that that's what makes him good and makes him who he is. You know what I mean? So, um, I mean, I thought I thought the the I, I I would agree with you, James, in the sense that he won um, in terms of you know what he had to say and like he seemed to hold his own on the mic, but um, I don't know. I'm just kind of that, that comparison, like that, it's that, not relevant for me. Like that's not what I look at, you know. In terms okay. of these two, you know, and, it's, it's, okay. and it's, not a knock, it's not a knock on what you know you're saying by any stretch of the imagination. It's just, it's just not like my criteria, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, o- overall, Rock's promo was funny, like the Punk out of the Crackhead. That that I, I was in tears on that part, but that was pretty much the same generic. Rock's back for the, for the early part of the year. Then he goes away, and it's the same shtick. You just substitute uh, Fruity Pebbles for Cookie Puss, replace John Cena with Sam Punk, and it's the same thing from last year. So I, I want Rock to switch it up. He's got to switch it up some kind of way. And I don't like, from what I've been reading, the Rock concert is going to be back on the 20th anniversary. I don't care for that. I really don't.
4: That's interesting because I've never been the biggest fan of the the rock concert either. Um, before I let you go, curious James, who do you think should induct uh, Mick Foley into the Hall of Fame? Uh,
1: well, I've heard Terry Funk thrown around. I've heard The Rock. I've heard Edge. I'm gonna go left field
4: and say Triple H. Yeah, Triple H. That's a that's an interesting take. I, I again not a guy, not an obvious choice, but wouldn't mind seeing him induct uh, Mick Foley into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Thanks a lot uh, for the phone call James. Hopefully we'll talk to you soon.
1: See you later man. Happy New Year, guys.
4: See hey, you. Happy New Year, man.
1: Oh, and happy-
4: All right, and there you have it. James uh not too happy with uh you know uh the current product right now, but uh you know, hopefully James will uh, enjoy going forward because uh know oh, this wrestling fans a little bit excited about WrestleMania season. Um like say uh tool around on Twitter and uh you never know what you're going to find, but could be breaking news. Who knows? But King Kong Bundy on Twitter uh, tweeted, sounds like someone listened to the hashtag Bundyholics regarding my Hall of Fame. Huge announcement tomorrow night. Hashtag five. So who knows if, if there's any validity to that, but uh, King Kong Bundy threw that out on Twitter. So I don't know, maybe the WWE's throwing another uh another inductee at us tomorrow night uh because of the uh Mick Foley breaking last week. So take it for what it is. It's on the Twitter sphere. Um maybe he's going in, maybe not, but uh that's what King Kong Bundy just put on Twitter and we're going to go out to the phones because we have Inter independent wrestling cruiserweight sensation. Sebastian Cruz is on the line with us. Sebastian, how you doing?
0: Uh, I've seen better days, that's for sure. <laughs>
4: so you performed last night at the NWA on fire live event. Uh why don't you tell our fans, uh I know you, when you left you you looked a little bit banged up, uh what's going on with you health wise?
0: Uh well uh I uh I uh <laughs> I came back, and I felt this twinging in my shoulder, and I wasn't quite sure what was going on. I, I you know, paid no mind to it where wrestlers will get over the pain. But uh, as the night progressed, I felt it starting to get more and more stiff. So um, it started to worry me, and when I couldn't lift it to a certain point, uh, I decided to call it for the night and uh, get out of there and get it taken, like, look at. But um,
6: uh,
0: So I'm going to have it getting checked out uh, starting uh, tomorrow when I go see my doctor. And uh, well, right now, I mean, it feels pretty good. It's, it's, it's swollen up on my left shoulder, which is why I assume it's not able to let me lift it past a certain point. But um, I guess I'll manage a sling out of a out of an ice pack holder <laughs> until uh, tomorrow, because uh, it wasn't like that big of an emergency. But um, it's definitely something I got to get looked at.
4: Was it was it something specific? Was there a specific moment that you knew it was injured, or do you think it's just been uh, wear and tear over time?
0: No, to be honest, I mean it was it was definitely that night. I mean it was that uh, the match, the tag team match I had. I came back and I knew there was something up with my shoulder. But like I said, I figured it was just took a bad you know took a bad fall somewhere, and uh, you know that was that was just it. I figured I'd get over it in the two days when I when the soreness went away.
4: I get you. Well, well, best of luck. Hopefully, it winds up being nothing, and you can uh, take care of it with maybe just ice and uh, physical therapy or uh, something. <laughs>
0: that's what I'm hoping. I mean, like, like right now I've, I've got my little ghetto cast off of it right now is I'm getting more and more range of motion, but uh, I still like to get it looked at, you know, uh, as a precaution. My, you know, my body is my product and not only, you know, my health is very important, you know, period. So, uh, always take every precaution.
4: Agreed. Well, before the injury, I know you were looking at, um, you know, you're changing up your workout regimen and, uh, you know, maybe putting on some muscle. Why don't you share with our listeners uh how exactly you train to prepare yourself to get into the ring? Uh,
0: you know, I've uh I've been training now, uh once again with um uh, Mike uh Mike Clackenbush, uh down in Philly area. Um he's uh, like a Chikara legend and uh, a former NWA junior heavyweight champion of like three years. So um <laughs> you know, I, I really wanted to get in in that mindset, you know, learn from somebody who's been there, um, that, and I've been, uh, training with my original trainer, uh, the guy who originally trained me, uh, Mongoose, he's out of the Allentown area at, uh, his new school called Goosebumps, um, so I've been, I've been back and forth between there and in the gym now, I'm getting, I'm starting to get, uh, back into the gym hardcore now, um, I've had a bunch of personal issues I've had to take care of, so now I'm, you know, I'm back in full force and full swing, and hopefully I can get back to, uh, to my desired weight and,
4: and exceed that. Cool. Switching gears, but I know you're uh, aside from you know training in the gym and getting your body in tip-top condition, uh, you're, you're a student of the game and, and you watch uh, products on TV. Are you excited uh, as a fan going into WrestleMania season?
0: Um, you know, I don't I don't hype myself up at WrestleMania before I get over the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble is when I first want. You know I mean? Like, we got to take the first step. The first step is the Royal Rumble before we make that next step to WrestleMania. So, I'm not... I'm never quite hyped for WrestleMania until the Rumble is over because the Rumble dictates so much for WrestleMania. And, uh... You know, that's... For me, um... <laughs> like I said, is there, yeah, but, uh... I need that set up. I need that set up before I can be fully excited about it. But there's, t- there's plenty to be excited about. Um... You know, but you know, like WrestleMania is the dream, man, for every every wrestler out there. Every fan looks forward to it every year. Um, so I have no doubts that uh, Vince and the gang will uh, will not disappoint.
4: Are you looking forward to the match between uh, Rock and CM Punk?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I hear I hear a lot of guys make comparisons between the two, and uh, you know, some people dis CM Punk, some people dis the Rock, but. You know, regardless of anybody who talks ill about someone, they're paying attention to them, and that's their job. In the end, you think you're smarter, you know, you're smart to certain things, but you are just actually being suckered in once again. <laughs> you're just spending more money and more time on individuals, and that's their point. That's how they make their money. When you spend time talking, worrying, or enjoying them,
4: is there anyone specifically right now that you watch? to uh, to add to your game? Uh, anybody, like, right now on TV, in, in any of the TV, whether it's uh, TNA or WWE, that uh, you watch closely to to pick up pointers from, or do you just kind of watch it all collectively?
0: You know, I, I really watch it all collectively. Um, You know, I like to pick... I, I mean, I like to just... The game as a whole, you know? Like, everything, the product. Like, not just one match, not one individual. Like, what did the whole... What did all this night produce for me? What did the last few months, you know, what do they mean? You know, uh, all of it is, is, is relevant. You know, you can't just stick to one person. Yeah, it's always good, but when, when you look at the big picture, you start to get to understand things because it's not always about you. It's about the professional wrestling world. That's when you when you get that big picture in your head, that's when you start to move forward. Because once you start just thinking about yourself, you're just going to, you know, you're going to go here, you're going to go there, but... You know, the business will give back to you what you give back to what you give to it. So I've I've learned that thankfully in the short time that I've been in it.
4: Excellent, you are a tremendous performer. You really do give you all. Uh, before we let's go, could you let our fans know uh, where they can see you in the uh, upcoming months?
0: Oh man, I wish I had my calendar with me right now. Um, but you can definitely check out my schedule. Um, I- I'm always posting things on my Facebook. Uh, you can find me. Um, uh, was it Facebook.com slash uh Recon Prodigy eighty seven that's R I C A N P R O D I G Y eight Seven or my Twitter handle uh twitter dot com uh slash W W E uh underscore Bobby Howard. Um I think that's it, yeah. had <laughs> <laughs> to <Just> think <laughs> about it. Uh or you can check out my website, so, um it's, uh, Koki at w dot Uh, all those things, uh, they all have correlating links to each other, so it's really hard to miss my schedule, and I'm always posting about it on Facebook as well.
4: Very cool. Thanks for spending a few minutes for us. Uh, Hopefully that that shoulder heals up real soon, and uh, by all means, fans out there listening, if you haven't seen Sebastian Cruz, you're you're missing out. Be sure to check him out. Uh, He's wrestling all over the place. Very exciting competitor. Thanks for a few minutes. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Thank you very much, Ken.
4: All right. Take it easy, man. Bye-bye. Yeah, a little time with the Koki kid again. Tremendous performer. Sucks when you hear a guy, you know, really trying to make it in the biz, get injured. But uh, you know, fingers crossed. Hopefully, it's not a a um, you know horrible injury, and it's just a rest and, and ice, and uh, you know he'll be back on his feet. But we're going to stick with the phones right now because we got Dank on the line. Dank, are you there? Yeah,
5: I'm here, guys. How are you guys
4: doing? Doing all right. How are you?
5: I'm doing good.
4: What do you got uh, for this week?
9: Uh, what do I have for you guys? I got like I I got notes from Monday, but the big points um rock I I miss rock as much as we see as we have seen rock come back and on Monday. Um I miss rock because like I said last year and I'll say it again this year Whoever's writing for him or whether he's having a script or he's freestyling, he's he's lost it. He's lost the edge. He's lost that comedic, like, before he was funny, but he was funny and he could sell being funny as him. When he was making fun of Undertaker with his Mickey Mouse tattoos and going around going die, die, die back in the 90s or Stone Cold. Now it just it just seems so it just seems so forced because he's gonna force himself to make fun of one specific wrestler that everybody's hyping up. And it's like he's struggling to find stuff to be funny and it's it's he's lost the edge. I mean in the ring as a performer as a wrestler, not a performer, as a wrestler like even at WrestleMania, he's no, yeah, he's still the rock. He's still got that charisma that he's always had in the ring. But when it comes to promos, I don't know. Like for me, he falls flat. What do you guys
4: think? It's it's. I I don't know if I'd say necessarily he he falls flat, but I get what you're saying that the jokes uh, come off as a bit forced. And we've said it tonight. I mean, I didn't like uh, Cookie Puss. I thought Cookie Puss was was a little silly, um, and I, it didn't. I don't know. It just didn't make sense. It was. You know, he does these things, and, uh you know, I didn't like last year with Cena, with the, the trending worldwide, and, uh you know, it just, I don't know, it almost seems like, I don't know, maybe he goes in the back and he's talking with his, his boys, and he's like, watch this, I'm going to get them to chant cookie puss, and uh, he just pulls things out of his ass to get people to chant, and they'll just chant it because he says chant it, Um I don't know, I mean, I still find him entertaining, but I do get what you're saying, and part of the problem may be it's just human nature, you know, when you, you know, it's almost like with music, you see a band that's really good when they're trying to make their mark, and uh, they're angry and edgy, and then as soon as they, uh, you know, get there, all of a sudden, you know, that the edge is kind of gone, and I, I, I hear what you're saying, although I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be as critical, I still found him entertaining, but... Now, I definitely hear what you're saying. Your thoughts, Dave.
7: I do agree that like the that he's trying too hard to find stuff to, to get, you know, people to chant and it's almost like comparing him to John Cena in a sense when it comes to cutting promos. We've always said serious Cena, intense Cena is good, not the you know, the the joking Cena with the poop jokes and the and the and all the other stuff. It's like aside like I said earlier, aside from those from him trying to find something to crack on punk about the intensity was like, if he was just intense that entire promo and didn't make a joke, then he would have been, it would have been, it would have been you know, an A-plus, you know, segment to me, in my opinion. Um, you know, it, it, it. like you said, it's one of those things with the bands where, you know, like you've seen, you've kind of seen that act before, and he, and don't get me wrong, like he was funny as hell back in the day. I mean, when he used to crack on just about anybody, he was on fire, you know, nobody could touch him on the microphone. In fact, at one time, I would consider him to be the best guy on the microphone in in, in the entire wrestling business. Um, but now it's like, to me, I don't think he needs to go back to that. Those old, you know, those, the the old, you know, the jokes about other people. Like he's he's bigger than that. You know, Ken, you mentioned in you know the uh, the pre-show meeting about, you know, he was in the ring with. On SmackDown with Cody Rhodes and Damian Sandow, and, and granted they did a good job, but it was like you know night and day when it came to like cutting promo wise. And he's he's more or less a nostalgia act, and he's, he's it's not like he's like an old timer, you know. He's almost forty, or maybe I think he just turned forty. I don't know. He's, but he's forty. He, he's forty. Okay, so he's he's not an old guy, you know what I mean? And he can go in the ring. He's still got the he's still got the athletic ability to to you know to outshine some of the guys on the current roster. Um, it's just he doesn't need to rest on that anymore, in my opinion. Um, and I have a feeling we'll just kind of, like James said earlier, we'll just kind of see, like, you know, like it was with Punk on Monday, like insert Punk, you know, take out, you know, insert Punk, take out John Cena, kind of the same thing as last year, um, you know, with the back and forth, um, you know, with with, with with the verbal jabs. But, um I mean, we've we've beaten this horse to death when it comes to The Rock. So, I mean, uh, The Rock concert, um, it's going to be a lot more insults to punk. Um, some of it might be funny. Some of it might be not. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, I, Overall, Rock on the TV screen gets some viewers, and it gets just about everybody, whether it's good or bad, everybody interested. People won't change the channel when The Rock is on. So he's doing something right just by being there alone out. Yeah. I I'm I am i am just I'm at this point I'm just kinda I'm, I'm just kinda letting it play out play itself out and I'm not really trying to put too much emphasis on it and and be too critical of it because no matter what he does, um people are still gonna people are still gonna tune in.
9: Well that's a really good point. Um the yeah, other couple things I had is uh with uh, Mick Foley going to the W W E Hall of Fame yeah, I'd love to see him being inducted by The Rock, but I'd also like to see him, being a big fan of that match, I'd like to see him get inducted by Undertaker. I mean, the Undertaker, Mankind, Hell in a Cell match, to me anyway, has been one of the best matches I've ever seen. And I think that it would be nice for him to to do it. Um... Any big names you guys are looking forward to for tomorrow's Raw, like the big coupons, the big anniversary one?
4: Who knows? Um, I mean, you know, you hear rumors that guys are going to be there, then guys aren't going to be there. I mean, whoever shows up, I'm sure it'll be fun. Um, I don't know. There's no no one name that jumps out at me that I'm really looking forward to seeing, uh, you know. I know we've we've heard that Shawn Michaels might be there, but it's not like Michaels has been gone forever. I mean he, he keeps bouncing in and out even though he's retired. So it's um I don't know, you Dave?
7: I mean, I've heard I've heard Undertaker um could possibly be there because it's in Houston. He lives in Houston. However, they're skeptical of bringing him back to television um, at this stage right now, especially if they plan on going forward with him and CM Punk at WrestleMania. They, they're probably better off saving that for after the CM Punk Rock title match, depending on the outcome, which is still up in the air at this point. I've heard Steve Austin's name get dropped. Um, you know, I, I, put, I, I reported it on Facebook earlier this week that a week ago, there was they they were telling old older talent you know and 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 legends of the past to keep your schedule open. We're gonna you know probably have you come in and make a special appearance for the 20th anniversary of RAW. And I even heard I even heard at one point that they were talking about doing an, an evolution reunion. Um, seeing that, seeing that they do a lot of DX reunions with Hunter and Sean, and then they brought, you know, X-Pac and the New Age Outlaws back at the, at the 1000th Raw, they thought about maybe just doing an Evolution reunion. The only problem is, is getting Batista to agree to appear. Um, because Rick, I've heard Rick Flair is possibly going to have a conversation with CM Punk this Monday on Raw, so that would be a big name. He was just on TV, you know, just a little under a month ago, um, I just – I don't see why they would make the – I mean, unless they're trying to scoop the audience, um, I don't see why they would make a big deal out of the 20th anniversary of Raw and not have big names or names from the past show up in some form or fashion to – to, to 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 you know showcase on on tomorrow night's show. Uh, you know, one minute they say, oh, we're gonna we're gonna make a big deal out of this. Next minute they say they're not. Um, if you're not gonna if, you, if you're not gonna bring anybody back from 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 the old, you know, why even why even promote that it's gonna be the 20th anniversary of Raw, um, consider, considering you just did a 1,000th episode anniversary, you know, seven months ago, so for, for five months ago, whatever it was. Um I think we'll see a few surprises. I don't think it's gonna be as big as um the one thousandth episode, but I think we'll see a few surprises that, you know, they're they're gonna, you know, try and uh you know, get people talking. Um some of those surprises might lead to maybe something happening at WrestleMania or going forward into WrestleMania. Um but, you know, like our caller said earlier, um, or the name of Sebastian Cruz, you know, uh you know, we gotta to get to the Royal Rumble first. So, um with it I wouldn't be surprised if it's, it's not that big of a show um, in terms of uh, star power. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Either way, Raw's always Raw's always going to be must-see television from now until, you know, April 7th.
9: Now, the, the teacher punk, is that your opinion, or is that something that you've heard from the grapevines through WWE? I've, I've, well, it's something I thought.
7: I mean, I thought about it a, wh- a while ago. It's not something that, like, you know, I, you know, because are probably a million people out there that said, "Oh, it'd be cool to see CM Punk and The Undertaker." But um, it's something I've heard recently. Uh, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of stories. You know, you never know because I've heard rumors that Undertaker possibly wasn't going to come back for WrestleMania, and then I just heard recently, as a month ago, he said he will come back um, through, through uh, you know, internet sources. Um, and uh, you know, it's all speculation and rumor. Um, but um, I've heard that you know CM Punk and Undertaker is uh, the top four matches I've heard for WrestleMania, uh, and it was it was announced this week um, through you know and it's all it's all rumors, mind you. You know I, I don't have personal sources, but this is stuff that I'm reading and 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 searching through. You know Punk and Undertaker is one of those. Sheamus and Orton um Rock and Cena and Triple H and Brock Lesnar would be the four big hyped, you know, like main event matches for WrestleMania. Um and I I think it would, I think it would go along well with CM Punk's, you know, banter about respect, um and uh, you know, Undertaker being the, you know, the guy who gets and earns the most respect in in a storyline sense. And even, you know, in in, in real life, from, from the guys in the dressing room, I think it would fit really well um undertaker and c m punk and pretty, you know it, it only helps c m punk you know being put in this being put in that position i mean you know he's going against the rock you know he's had a phenomenal year i just i don't i don't see why it it, it they it couldn't or wouldn't happen um unless they got something bigger planned for c m punk or even for the undertaker
9: okay well, I had a couple more points, but if the to taken up enough for you guys' time, i'll call it on uh next week. We'll go all the same base, But I'll uh, talk to you guys uh, tomorrow night. Have a good rest of the week.
4: Thanks, thanks. Take care of yourself.
9: Uh,
4: thanks, you. brother. Yeah, we still got calls, so I'm going to stick with the phones right now. Caller, are you there? Hello?
9: Hello?
4: Hey.
9: Ken Reedy. Mr. Ray Ray Mars, pro wrestling state at Rockstar Evolution. Finally hey, calling the you
4: the show. Hey, Mr. call. how are you doing tonight?
9: Uh, uh, again, like Mr. Cruz touched on earlier, I've seen better days. Uh, have you ever had to take your own leg up to put it in your own car when you're driving somewhere? <laughs> that's how I feel today. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so you're just all around banged up, or you just did you have anything specific that's ailing you? Uh,
9: nothing really specifically. I mean, I had uh, some, uh, some neck issues stemming up recently. Nothing too, uh, nothing to keep me from wrestling, of course, but, uh, just all all around and going in the ring with a, a seven-foot-tall giant pharaoh and a big uh, ginormous German guy and Joseph von Schmidt will do that to you. But uh, but it's okay because, you know, I'm keeping myself, you know, I'm trying to recoup right now nice and warm in my brand-new Steve Off Army jacket that I recovered <laughs> from the Persephone uh, PTA building last night
4: yeah I saw that online. Steve Wolf got so beat up last night he forgot his uh his army vest so uh, well enjoy it while while you have it um let me ask well, he, you why when you go into the ring and and approaching someone like the the giant pharaoh i mean what's going through your head when i mean let's face it the giant pharaoh is what is he like at, at, at least a foot and a half two feet taller than you and i mean three hundred ten pounds uh Quite a specimen. How do you approach going into the ring with a guy that size?
9: Oh man. Uh, well, I, it's first of all for me. I'm not. I'm. I go about six foot five ish, four or five. I'm not used to going into the ring with a guy taller than me, especially that much taller than me. Um, I really don't have an answer for that question. You just kind of got to go in there and rely on everything that you know. And have learned to that point and hope you don't get beaten up too bad. At the same time, you know, I, of course, go in there with as much confidence as, you know, you got to go in there thinking no matter what the odds are that you're going to come out on top, even if, you know, you are in the ring with a, a guy the size of the giant pharaoh. And I don't know exactly how long I lasted in the ring as part of the beat the clock challenge for NWA on fire last night. But... You just got to go in there and you just got to believe that no matter how bleak it might look, that you're just going to win. And I go in there thinking I'm going to win every match. Obviously, I did not. But, you know, live and learn. Go on. Next time I'm in the ring with them, new strategy, and we'll see what happens.
4: Well, you definitely have the right attitude. Uh, let let us just know, uh, you know, who are some of your influences, uh You know, who trained you and, uh, you know, how you got started in the business?
9: Uh, I got started in the business February of 2009. I read, uh, I was on 411 Wrestling. I read that uh, a guy by the name of Little Guido, a.k.a. Nunzio, would be uh, training prospective wrestlers. And it's something I always wanted to give a try to. I trained under Nunzio for a little while, about eight, nine months. Um so i learned i de- i learned a lot i'm very grateful to have been given the opportunity to have trained with a guy who's been you know to the places that he's been and you know for what so many times i hear in wrestling you know having the right trainer is a huge huge thing i've seen it i've experienced it and again i'm very grateful for that opportunity to, to have gotten to work with him as long as i did again i I know, uh, so I've on it before I watch everything I try to learn from everybody that I see, no matter if they're less experienced than me or the all time greats. You know, I grew up as an avid Shawn Michaels fan. I know a lot of people say that the very first pay-per-view I ever watched and rent or rented on VHS was the 1995 Royal Rumble. So that was a, a big part of that. But you know, he, that was, like, my early, early influences, like, before I, you know, really got, delved into my training. And since then, you know, over the last couple of years, I've been trying to work on just blending everything I see, trying to make my own unique style, my own, the the, the rock star Revolution style, you know? just one of those things.
4: Is there anyone, do you watch the current TV products right now? Is there anyone currently that influences you? Um...
9: No, no, let me think here. Uh, I'm a big fan of guys, you know, I'm, I've am i always been a big fan of, like, you know, the work rate type guys, like, you know, the, the Punks and the Brines and the Zigglers. But I feel like you can, again, learn from, you know, anybody that you watch. If you, you know, take a, you know, by one of the big things I've always tried to move my career by is, is taking a little bit of everything, you know, no matter how, you know, ridiculous if it's like, even if it's like a phrase or an article and whatnot, I mean, so I don't, I mean, specifically, no, there's no one I really, it's really like influences me nowadays in television. I mean, not that, you know, I don't appreciate like the effort and work that, you know, all the guys put in, but I'm all about trying to make my own style, make
4: my own way, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's all. I mean, yeah, the, the uniqueness, and uh, that's what you want is something to, to stand out. Uh, we really appreciate you calling in and giving us a few minutes. Uh, before we let yeah. you go, could you give our listeners uh, where they can find uh, your schedule and where we can see you in the next uh, upcoming weeks and months?
9: Certainly. Um, in about two weeks, January the 26th, for those in the uh, Ocean County, New Jersey area, I'll be wrestling for a company formerly known as. Uh, NWS, I believe uh, it's now under the name of uh, FWS, Funkified Wrestling Federation, at the Elks Lodge in Bricktown, New Jersey. I believe Matt Hardy will be on that show, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Possibly will be wrestling on February the 16th in Maine for NWA on fire again, back in March when they come back to uh, Parsippany, New Jersey, P.A.L. building. Uh, March the 10th, for anybody in the New Philadelphia, Pennsylvania area. Everybody wants to take a drive for a company by the name of Extreme Hybrid Wrestling, EHW. Uh, you want to find me on Twitter at Ray Ray Mars, M A R Z, Facebook.com slash Ray Ray dot M A R Z. And uh, let's see. Well, that's about all I can think of off the top of my head.
4: Well, thanks a lot. Uh, thanks for giving us a call. I hope to uh, talk to you again real soon. Good luck to you, man. Definitely, thank you very much, sir Take it easy Well, you know what, and that's what's great about this show You just never know who's going to call in And lo and behold, we don't know if we'll have any guests And we have Steve Off, Sebastian Cruz, and Ray Ray Mars All calling in, giving us a little bit tonight So thank you all for uh, calling in and supporting the show Appreciate it, and we've actually come to that point in the program Where it is time for... The Ken, Ken Show, Nod
3: Over the
4: And it's the time in our program we talk about something in the world of professional wrestling that may just take a second and, and, and just nod to yourself and say, Wow, well, you know, this is really working. And could be a promo, could be a, a match, it could be anything in the world of pro wrestling, just something that you just sat back and said, hey, you know what, that worked, and we're going to go right to Dave. Dave, who gets your nod of approval this week?
7: Well, it's been, it, it's kind of been built up um, for, for just, you know, almost a year, I would say, um, with the Joseph Park character, you know, um, Joseph Park, who's played by Chris Parks, um, who is under the moniker abyss um you know really took a you know took a turn in his career and decided to switch things up a little bit and he cut his hair and he's clean shaven and you know he plays this joseph park character the brother of abyss and um he uh you know, he, he was he was an attorney that, you know, was dealing with some legal stuff in TNA, and then he got involved in the Aces and Ace stuff. And I liked it, like, over the course of the past few weeks, how they showed video of, like, him training. And, you know, they they get guys that come in, like, you know, in wrestling over the years past where they're virtual unknowns and they use them as fans or whatever, and they've never had any wrestling experience. And they have a match, and so they look like they've been in the ring for, like, you know, five, six years. Um, I liked how they, like... Have this slow progression and build of like him as a person, and how the audience has gotten behind him, and he's got like a Mick Foley teddy bear, lovable kind of connection with the audience, and um, you know it's built up towards uh, you know now he's got a now he's gonna have a match at tonight's pay per view, his first official you know match as a trained wrestler, um, because in, in matches that he's had in the past, you know. He looks like he's, you know, out of place in there. You know, he can't run the ropes. He doesn't, you know, he looks hesitant and Hitting guys and doing stuff, and you know, because he's an attorney, he's not from that world of wrestling. Which I thought that was always cool—that there's the, the, like little things that, that that really make me tick when it comes to wrestling stuff like that, the details. And that's what was cool about it. And like they showed his training over the past few weeks. And then, of course, this past Thursday, he had the interaction with Hogan, and everyone was just so solidly behind him. It's like they've really built him up. That like they've given, they've done something right with him. Where like the people have like got behind him. They they've been behind him throughout it, but like slowly, but like now, like he's reached the zenith of like the amount of you know, the, the audience being behind him to the point where like they want to see him have his first official match and they want to cheer him on when he, you know, faces Devon, you know, the aces and eights. So I just thought, you know, it's been progressing over time, but it just kind of like blew up um, Thursday night on Impact and I just thought, um, you know, it was it was, it was pretty cool. That just like kind of stood out for me, something that's happened over time, but I just really noticed it, um, you know, Thursday night. So, yeah, that, that's my nod of approval for uh, for the, the development of uh, the, the TNA character, Joseph Parks.
4: And it's interesting when you say something like attention to detail, and my nod of approval actually goes to Del Rio and Big Show for their last man standing match. A match that, you know, the result was quote-unquote spoiled, but it was spoiled by the WWE.com. Um, so not really a spoiler when it's your own product. Uh so again, not a match that I was necessarily looking forward to uh watching SmackDown and just the little things, I, I just thought they both performed really well. I I thought that you know, I think that Big Show is a guy that deserves a lot of credit. Uh you know, he is a specimen, he is uh you know, huge, uh but he knows he knows how to do it and he, he seems like a company guy. Uh, And and he can wrestle some damn good matches, and we've seen some really good matches out of him. Uh, You know, matches that, you know, we talked on this show how we weren't looking forward to Big Show and Sheamus, and and they were stealing the show, and here's another match, you know, when you know the results, and the results are spoiled, Uh, not necessarily looking uh, forward to the match. And I thought it was a tremendous matchup. It was a matchup that... You know, when you have a last man standing match and that old, you know, criticism, well, how can a guy like Del Rio beat the Big Show without making Big Show look weak and and Big Show losing the title? And I thought they did a brilliant job all the way around. I think both guys came out of that match looking like a million bucks. Um, You know, Big Show hits Del Rio with the WMD. And this is one of the coolest moments that, that I've seen uh, in wrestling. Just And it's those little things, like Dave, you were saying, the attention to detail. He doesn't get to his feet, but he throws his feet outside the ring, and he's laid out on the apron. So he's technically on his feet. So you still keep the, the validation of the WMD and how devastating a maneuver that is, But technically, he's on his feet, so you don't count to 10. Del Rio winds up winning the match by struggling to get to his feet and taking the announce table and burying Big Show with the announce table. So no shame in Big Show losing when he's pinned under the announce table. So I thought all around it was a very good match, very good storytelling between the two of them. It's one of those things that, you know, when you're watching wrestling, every so often You watch a match where you're like, those two guys Get it, and and that was one of those Matches where it, it was Planned out beautifully, I thought It was top to bottom a, a very good Match, uh, it was timed out Well, it was a good length I thought everything worked for that match So, uh, and again, a match That the result was spoiled And still, they both delivered So, that gets my nod of approval So there you have it, Dave Get, uh, you know, the lawyer Joseph Parks and Del Rio and Big Show. There, your nods of approval this week. (laughs) The The
7: Ken reading Show Nod of Approval.
4: And we are about five minutes out just to let you guys know Next week, uh, we're going to be doing this show at a special time. We're going to be going 7 to 9 next week instead of 6 to 8. That's 7 to 9 next week. So be sure to check us out. And thank you all so much. We had a full bank of phone calls uh, this week. Uh, Hey, if you ain't doing anything Friday night, I'm going to be hanging doing commentary for uh, NWA Liberty States. And that's going to be in Hasbrook Heights at the VFW 513 Veterans Place, just off Route 17 Hasbrook Heights. If you want tickets to this event, uh, give Rick a call at 201-370-7891. Like I said, I will be there. Uh, You know, someone who was on the show made our WrestleMania weekend pretty special last year. Uh, Shane the Hurricane Helms is going to be performing at, at this event in Hasbrook Heights, as well as Alpha Jr., and you know what? You're going to get to see the intimidating, the overbearing, the scary, Gilbert will be in attendance. Gilbert will be there. So uh, be sure, you know, if you're not doing anything Friday night, check us out, NWA Liberty Stage, and I'll be there doing commentary. So come on down to see a little, little NWA wrestling going on on Friday night. Glad to be a part of it. And, you know, you wouldn't know it. And we're going to do, I'm going to do a quick criticism because when we did the layout, the outline for the show, and I know sometimes you might think, oh, my God, these guys are flying by the seat of their pants. And a lot of times we go with the way the callers go. But we do talk about the shows beforehand. We do kind of come up with an outline. And our outline tonight was to hit on the WWE and the Hall of Fame and, and you know, uh, Rock and, and CM Punk and kind of hit on that. And then go TNA heavy because it's a TNA pay-per-view night. And we wanted to do a Genesis pregame. And you know what? The callers, they dictated tonight. All they wanted to do was talk about what was going on in the WWE. And we went with the callers. But I think it's important. And one of the things we're going to be critical about, and we can't really dissect it like we want to, but we were both in agreement, Dave and I, that this week's impact did nothing to put the pay-per-view over. Now, whether you want to look at the impact and say, hey, you know, I hate the wedding idea, I love the wedding idea, whatever, but you end your, your impact before a pay-per-view talking about a wedding that's going to happen next week on impact. They did a better job at promoting next week's impact than they did promoting the Genesis pay-per-view. And I think it's it's very apparent when you look at the direction our callers went in this, this evening Nobody was really looking to call and talk about TNA. I was waiting for that call that was going to say, hey, guys, you keep talking about the WWE. Tonight we got Genesis. Not one caller did that. And like I said, we had a full bank of calls the the whole night. I was not going to steer away just because that's what we had on the outline because we go with what the callers want. No one wanted to talk about TNA tonight, Dave.
7: Yeah. Um, I mean should I say I'm surprised? I mean, we're in WrestleMania season. It's I mean, it's kind of difficult, you know, like and I apologize to the TNA fans out there, but it's it's very difficult when there's other things that are dominating the the news of, you know, in in the world of uh, professional wrestling and unfortunately, you know, TNA's not really doing that. Um they, they have a solid card, but you know, for tonight, um nothing that really jumps out at me. I just actually just read some breaking news that Samoa Joe had challenged Mr. Anderson to a match. Um, Anderson's accepted, so that will take place tonight. And apparently the James Storms-Christopher Daniels match is now a number one contender's match, and the winner will face the world heavyweight champion on the January 24th impact. Um, I mean, just some, I mean, that stuff like that, like, is it last minute kind of thing, like you know, right before the pay per view? It seems just kind of I don't know, lazy booking, so well, to speak. It's feeling
4: that they could, you know, to, to make it exciting and maybe make it something that we'd want to talk about tonight. This is all stuff that you could you could have announced on on Impact. Uh, I'm I saying. just think that That's Impact it. did Impact did not do a good job to get me excited about Genesis, and I think it uh, <laughs> it's pretty obvious, uh, you know, where the, the callers went. Uh, there was really nothing that. People were excited about going into Genesis. Uh it's a shame. in ten seconds or less, Dave, uh are you in support of TNA's new pay per view schedule?
7: Yes and no. I'll talk about it next week.
4: Yeah, we'll definitely hit on that next week. Um I'm kinda looking forward to the new schedule depending on what they do. Um don't know when they exactly uh put this in place, uh when, you know, the front office has decided this, but uh As far as their special Big Four pay-per-views, again, did not do the best job at putting Genesis over. So, we'll see where TNA is going. Um, You know, again, we like TNA. We like to support TNA. But uh, not a good job and very difficult going up against things. Rock in the Hall of Fame. So, that's all the time we have for you this evening. Thank you all for tuning in and calling us. Back next week at 7 o'clock. For Dave, I'm Ken. Have a great night, everybody